0: In your mind for you and Variah. I'm trying to decide from the look in your eyes, yeah, yeah. I mean my size, but your feelings inside you. I'm percent my mind
1: Inside the R V, we're back. Shout out to everybody listening, shout out to our insiders, which are our dedicated listeners. We appreciate everybody listening. This is episode 50. We made it five zero fifty episodes. This is so special. Me and Ryan have been doing this for over a year and we've had some great guests on today. We have an amazing guest, but before we get to that, I want to introduce us and we are your lovely, gracious, modest, maybe a little humorous, podcast hosts. i'm one of them mildly handsome mildly okay (laughs) i'll give it to you mildly my name is jacob moore i'm ryan ramirez jacob moore and ryan ramirez together we are an artist and artist manager duo i'm the artist manager ryan's the artist we chronicle our come up the successes and failures the hardship everything we learn we tell you guys about it in real time as we try to become successful in the music industry Mm -hmm and um today we have a great guest on this is someone that ryan and i have known for a very long time she's given me some great opportunities in music she's always been an amazing person kind of behind the scenes to help me and ryan out when we need mentorship guidance insight and she is the digital marketing and fan engagement manager at one of the major record labels we're very excited to have her she aside from being a great just a great person. She's also got a lot of great music industry insight. Mm-hmm. And so for all the upcoming artists, all the people in the industry, she's gonna drop some knowledge, tell us about her come up, her work ethic. I'm very excited. Please welcome Stephanie Iwan.
2: Woo thanks hey. for having me you guys.
1: And we went to high school with her too. Yeah, That's true, <laughs> that's true. How are you?
2: Good, how are you guys?
1: Good, stoked Good. we finally got this episode I going. I know, and everything. finally, thanks yeah. for
2: having me. Of course.
1: Yeah, so Stephanie is a La Palma local. La Palma Buena Park. So for everybody listening, me and Ryan and Stephanie all grew up in the same area. She is really good friends with my sister. And that's how I know Stephanie. And obviously, I'm friends with Ryan. And we all went to the same high school and stuff. Coincidentally, all three of us started working in music, Mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. So that's kind of how this developed. But for everybody listening, can you kind of talk about um, how you got into the music industry in the first place?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Long story short, I went to an Enrique Iglesias concert actually. Mm-hmm. And that was one of like my, my the biggest concerts that I've been at. And after the concert I kinda that after concert depression kinda hit and I was like, that was probably one of the funnest hours I've had. Like uh-huh. how can I somehow incorporate my life into that? Like music brings out such happiness in me. Like how how can I get into that? So I went to um college at Cal State Dominguez Hill, super small college. Mm-hmm. Um And I was like, what can I do? So I just started applying to a bunch of internships. And everyone always says, it's who you know, it's who you know. I didn't know anyone in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really know where to start. So I just started applying at smaller um, internships and agencies. And one of my first internships was at CrowdSurf, which was an agency um, doing, like, socials for artists. Um, Not only artists, like influencers and models and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I ended up getting my first job out of college from... Um, from EJ, who who was working at the agency with me. So then I was like, okay, that's the first person that I know. And from there, nice. my good friend Claudia, she got um, an internship at the label that I'm at now. And as soon as there was an opening, she's like, Steph, you've always wanted to be in the music industry. Like, you should totally apply. Um, so I applied, um, and I got the job, and now I'm here. So nice. in a weird way, like, I was working really hard at trying to get these internships uh-huh. and connections Um, But then where I'm at now is, yeah, definitely from someone that I knew. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: how much time was in between? You went to that Enrique Iglesias concert (laughs) and then you got hired at the label that you're at now. What was the time between that?
2: Okay, so the Enrique Iglesias concert, that was in high school. I think it was my sophomore year in high school. And I feel like by the time you're a junior, senior in high school, people kind of know, like, okay, I'm going to be going to college for X, Y, and Mm -hmm. Z. I was like, I know I want to be doing something in business, business marketing. Like, there's a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm opportunity in there um so
0: dang maybe like eight years
1: wow
2: yeah I want to say maybe six yeah Mm -hmm. so you had
0: a few other jobs before that I did yeah not not in music though
2: yes so I mean I was a server for years and that was just because when I was in college but then I thankfully was living at home so I didn't have to pay like for apartment or anything so I had those internships which weren't paid but Mm -hmm. I was getting paid with that experience, and the knowledge and For those sure. connections. Mm-hmm. And then and then this opportunity came about at this major label.
1: Yeah. And so what was your development like? Like if you could look at Stephanie right after that concert and you can look at Stephanie now, just in terms of your work ethic, how you view the music industry, your discipline, you know, would you say that you've just developed like in, in, in infinitely, you know, or are you just a completely different person?
2: Yes and no. I feel like, Ever since I was young, I just really had a strong work ethic. Like, mm-hmm. I set my mind to, like, Steph, you—why not mix, like, you're very smart in business, you have a passion in music, somehow mix that. And once mm-hmm. I made that decision, I was like, I'm going after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to go after that. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're going to be working for the rest of our lives. I want to make sure I'm doing something that I'm happy with. Like, my, I'm first generation here mm-hmm. um, in America, so my parents did everything for us. I was like, I'm going to find something that I'm happy in. Um, so yeah, I
0: mean,
1: that's
2: amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to point,
0: I want to point out too. So Stephanie was in choir in high school <laughs> and, uh, I just had to, th- cause we're, we're early in the oh, journey right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course. Of I was a freshman joining choir, uh, at Kennedy high school is where we went. And, um, she was in a group called harmonic fusion. <laughs> I'm pretty, I don't know if you were a junior or a senior. I, f- I forget. I don't know. Junior? Probably a Junior. But then. I was obsessed with that group. I was like, this is when I first started like singing. It was like freshman year. This is when I discovered like my love for singing. So I was obsessed with like their group. I was like, I want to be in that group so bad. That's like my (laughs) life mission. So I look up to her and like everybody in the group, like in a a crazy way. So it's just funny. Like it's like full circle. The thing
2: is, guys, like I'm not a good singer, but I had that (laughs) passion. I was like, you know what? All my friends, they're going to be in that group. Like I want to be there. Like it was just that one hour escape of being in music. Like I... I was just literally just telling them before we started this podcast, like, how terrible of a singer I am <laughs> and how embarrassed I was doing our final. But, like, yeah, there's other ways to be in music rather than just being an artist. Yeah. There's so much behind the scenes that people don't
0: even know. Yeah. Um, there's more. I think there's more behind the scenes. Absolutely. Than, yeah, like, way more. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, I, think, I think artists are just kind of, like, the face of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're maybe, like, 10% of it or whatever. But mm-hmm. you got every, you've got the whole team for exactly. each artist behind the scenes, you know. So did you—how long were you in choir?
2: uh three out of the four years in high school
1: okay yeah did that kind of help like fuel your your love of music or anything or would you say you were just like oh this is a cool hour to just kind of express myself have fun and choir whatever I
2: definitely think it was a part of it uh-huh. again it was like whether you're sad happy whatever emotion you're feeling there's music for it mm-hmm. which is which I respect so much so absolutely that was definitely part of it and mm-hmm. it was again it was that hour escape with your friends and just Singing silly songs and mm-hmm. you know just having that, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. And now you're you're a manager at one of the major labels, mm-hmm. holding such an amazing title, doing amazing work. Thank because you. Um, I actually was fortunate enough to have Stephanie and Claudia help me get an internship at that label where I learned a lot. I got to see both of them work. And that was kind of the first thing where just like you said, you were like, wait a minute, I can fuse business and my passion Mm -hmm. and all this, and I can work in this industry or whatever. And so next thing I know, I'm working with you and everybody else. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is a job. This is a real thing that I can do, which is so cool. And so fast forward to today in your role. Um, I don't want you to give too much away yeah, you know, we might have other people, other labels listening. You don't got to give all your secrets <laughs> away, but what's what's kind of like a day in the life? You know, are you working with a huge roster of artists? What's going on?
2: So yeah, I have a roster of about um, eighteen to twenty artists right now. Wow, mm-hmm. um, they're not always active, so people will release two, three songs, and then they'll have their writing process. So I mean, you you don't really have to work with them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, eighteen to twenty artists, and every day it really is different. You'll find out of a release, and then you want to. Think about that digital strategy, the fan activations, the post campaign strategies, the advertising, just like how are you going to keep these fans engaged as well as like running acquisition campaigns and mm-hmm. advertising and like trying to reach new fans. And that was very difficult in the pandemic. We didn't have the touring, so they mm-hmm. couldn't go find fans that way. So like literally everything was based on the Internet, like mm-hmm. times 10. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was a challenge, but really fun. Like what are new new things new ways that we could be doing and helping market these artists Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so every day is different every artist is different every manager is different every Mm -hmm. team is different so i mean you could be working with an amazing team and then Maybe not your favorite artist the next time, you know. So, um,
0: so are you are you working with a lot of uh, are you like a creative like in far as as far as like the uh, social media and stuff like that, or more so just like the strategy?
2: So, not necessarily socials. That's part of it, but more so the digital strategy. Like, what are we going to be doing to tease this release? Then, okay. what are we going to be doing post campaign so people are still talking about the song three to six months down the line? Mm-hmm. How are we helping impact streaming, YouTube? You make money off of these DSPs all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So what can we be doing to really impact before and after release? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Now that roster, are those all artists of the same genre and scale? Like, do you specialize in a particular genre or are those upcoming artists, huge artists, everybody in between, what is that roster like?
2: Um, it's a mix, which I'm really happy about because again, I'm, I'm obsessed with pop, but then I have some that, I don't know, like everyone is so different again Uh and, and the managers are so different. So, um, it's yeah they're all it's all different and i a lot of them are developing right now Mm -hmm. um so it's nice to be a part of like you see their Mm. drive and their want and their urge to become this next Mm -hmm. justin bieber or ariana grande so they're so appreciative and Mm. i feel like that's cool i'm sure once you get to a certain point dealing like i don't know like it's really nice to be a part of the developing process of an
0: artist do you notice like some artists just have like this like crazy hunger like more than others and you could just kind of feel it from them or do you feel like the majority of them are kind of like all the same like their wants with it
2: i feel like you have to have that desire and that urge and that hunger to make it in this industry mm-hmm. especially now like you can't just be good at singing you have to be good on socials your like brand you have there's so much that goes into it so that hunger has to be like, everyone has to have that. I guess it's a different appreciation, I mm. think, is the word. Um, I love working for artists that, like, could see and think that thank their team. Like, I see what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but every, I think everyone that I work with personally has that hunger, and you have to have that, I think, to make it in today's day and you age. Gotta you got to eat, heard. sleep, and breathe it. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, do you have any sort of, you know, strategies and... Kind of concrete things that you follow that you say, okay, regardless of the artist, regardless of how big they are, how many fans they have, whatever, these are kind of some solid things that I know will work in terms of like acquiring new fans or keeping fans engaged, whatever. Or does it just completely depend on the artist?
2: It depends on the artist, but something that I think is so important that I tell the first time I meet the artist Uh on the onboarding call and their management is like, I am here to help elevate your voice. Uh I am here to help you stay true and authentic to yourself because fans could sense as soon as like things get too promo-y or marketing, like, Mm. you know, so stay true to yourself and I'm just here to help amplify Mm. and elevate that, Um, which I think is really important because your team gets bigger and wider and sometimes I feel like they could lose their voice and then that's as soon as when fans kind of, they could see that they're being inauthentic like being forced to post x y and z all i ask is like if we have this idea and you and and it gets signed off just like see it through like at the end of the day i'm trying to help you the team is trying to help you but it's just like i just appreciate when artists are collaborative Mm -hmm. and their management like hey no we're crossing this out okay we're not going to do that oh we want to do this absolutely but once i create whatever we're creating like you better be posting about it you better be helping amplify like keep your word and i'm gonna keep mine you know Mm
0: -hmm. that's such an interesting combo like mixing like you yourself your authentic self with like the promo and the advertising and the business like i feel like it's it's it could be really weird to like mix all that together and and for the fans to really feel that is it is authentic so you feel like that's like a challenge a lot
2: yeah it's yes and no i mean i short answer yes it is hard mm-hmm. um and every again every artist is different so gotcha yeah
1: yeah i feel i, I can see you thinking yeah I'm like, it it i like i feel, feel like when they discussion. came around I'm just like
2: it is uh, like looking up like it's so yeah every artist is completely different but mm-hmm. gotcha.
1: <clears throat> and do you ever have some artists who maybe don't want to go as heavy like on the marketing or anything like that but you urge them to do it and then they go oh my gosh like thank you thank you for helping us do that Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Um, but again, I just I will never push artist to do something they're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes we just have to think of new ways or content seeding. Like if you see something on the Internet, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. I can't believe this was recorded. People don't know. Like maybe we paid to have that there or like, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's different ways to go about it. It doesn't have to always be like post this asset and then we're going to post like there's no straight way mm-hmm. to do the marketing. Like that's why it's so fun and like. You could you have to think outside of the box for those artists that are a little bit like, uh, I don't want to come off too promo-y, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really fun and it's a challenge and it's yeah, it's it's fun every single day. Yeah, it's really fun.
1: <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think what was interesting earlier how you said acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. Like customer acquisition. Yeah. Right. And and. A lot of people don't want to hear it, but fans are customers. Yeah. And and a lot of times, like when I'm talking to Ryan, I say, OK, let's now let's be a little bit more business oriented. And instead of calling them fans just for this conversation, let's call them customers mm-hmm. just to help us think in a different light, you know. And so like I I worked at, like a bunch of different internships and I worked in the banking industry doing like very, very like um, traditional marketing where it was our demographic was like 45 and up and it was people who like wrote out checks and went to the bank and there, there was hardware that we were like trying to market to people and stuff like that and then coming to music where his audience is like 18 to like 28 or whatever and it's it's so much different yeah. so in terms of fan acquisition and let's kind of niche it down a little bit so like upcoming artists who are listening to this or whatever um you know is it as simple as them just posting on instagram and like tagging people and whatever and boom they've got new fans or does it go like way beyond that to acquire fans
2: it's way beyond that and i think if you're developing like you have to make that one-on-one connection with fans Mm -hmm. like you want this fan to be there long term when you are selling albums five years from now because you want them buying your tour tickets you Mm -hmm. want them buying your merch at the end of the day yeah it is a customer Mm -hmm. so i think when you're really early on in the, the the development stage i always say like Go in your DMs and just thank people. Like, yeah. that goes a long way. They will nev- never unfollow you. They're going to be like, wow, Ryan went out of his way to DM me and thank me. Like, they just feel seen, you know? Yeah. So, guess what? They're going to be front row, front and center at your next show for however however long you're going to be around, you know? Um,
0: like, he's putting in extra effort to talk to me out exactly. of all people. Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. Um, and then they don't only fall in love with you, but they fall in love with you as a person yeah. and... Um, they just feel that one-on-one connection. And then when that Instagram number goes from 2K to 20K, they're like, well, I was there from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. that's a diehard fan, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just really, like, take the time out of your day to thank the fans because at the end of the day, they're the ones making you successful.
0: Totally. Is is it a weird challenge? or Not weird, but is it a challenge to uh, work with different budgets for different artists? Is that, is that definitely a major factor that comes into play?
2: Yeah, like, obviously the baby artists are going to get a smaller budget versus Mm -hmm. uh, Ariana Grande who has X, Y, and Z, you know, because we're also going to be pitching for Grammys and all these music awards. Um, So, yeah, different budgets for different sizes. Um, But obviously, you're signed to the label for a reason, so they're very generous with budgets. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've never been denied a budget. So if you have a vision, like, I'll just be like, hey, can I get this? And then you learn from that. You try something new you're like, ah. Like, maybe the money wasn't really well spent there, but now we know for next time, mm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. but, gotcha. yeah. but every artist will get a very decent budget.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think is really difficult for any upcoming artist, and the reason I talk about upcoming artists mm-hmm. a lot is because, like, there's a lot of listeners who are upcoming artists, right? And so I think one thing that I've had a lot of people tell me is, like, how do we, how do we measure our success? So, like, okay, yes, our Instagram following went up. But like does that necessarily mean we're any more famous or rich or whatever or farther in our careers? And then like or they're like, oh, our engagement has gone up, but like our following hasn't. And they're you know, so what's kind of a good way to measure like success? Is it do you just look at social media and look at numbers?
2: So for me, since I'm in digital marketing and fan engagement, uh-huh. it is I look at um consistent social growth. Uh-huh. Um and my biggest piece of advice, if you could take one thing from this podcast session, do not buy yeah. fucking Instagram followers. That will bite you in the ass. Yeah. I have very large artists that I have now, but I'm seeing a consistent, consistent decay in followers because at some point they bought followers and now Instagram's just clearing it out. They just think yeah. they're inactive. Mm-hmm. Well, they are inactive bots. Um I heard so,
0: even some like bigger artists do that sometimes. And that kind of oh, yes. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I just like, again, stay true to yourself and like, yes, the social growth helps. So, that's what I look like. I look on the back end and the data. Um, There's so many resources and platforms that are free mm-hmm. as well that you could just be like, oh, my streaming has gone up, X, Y, and Z. Like, stay consistent with your posting, stay engaged, whether if you can't find something to post on feed. Go on Instagram stories, go on IGTV, like do something just mm-hmm. so like your your pages know that you're still there, you know? You know so live, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't really have to do with following. It's about, it's really your engagement rate. Mm-hmm. How many of your fans that are following you are actually staying engaged with your content? Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing. And that's what we look at is
1: the engagement mm-hmm. rate. Gotcha. I think another thing too, and I, dr- I drive that home, like with him and our other team members, I'm like engagement Mm-hmm. over everything yeah. you know like if, he, if you have twenty thousand followers and you get 50 likes on every picture i'd rather have you have a thousand followers but 500 likes yep. you know the mm-hmm. highly engaged audience i think something that's really valuable about that is financially it's valuable mm-hmm. so if you approach a brand and you say yeah i got 100k but your engagement compared to whatever the benchmark is for how many followers you have if your engagement's trash a brand looks at you and they say okay yes we want to do a deal our brands coincide that's cool but they want to make money mm-hmm. the brand wants to make money so i think that engagement like you said for everybody listening is unbelievably valuable because financially brands will look at that other people will look at that and say oh my gosh those are potential customers for us yeah. Okay. let's collab you know? yeah and
2: yeah. that's why i feel like micro influencers are huge right now as well because they're like okay they have five to ten thousand followers but they're getting their engagement rate is so high, and they just have such a highly engaged audience. That's what they're looking at: how many people are really going to click on their link and then go buy this product? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, engagement rate, engagement rate, stay mm-hmm. engaged. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: here's the tough one. Oh here's the tough one. I'm take a sip. Yeah, let's let's take a couple <laughs> sips here, real quick. This is one day I'm going to be able to confidently say this episode is brought to you by Truly. Thank you guys. Yes.
2: For,
0: um... <laughs> how do you get out?
1: Yeah. Um, let's talk TikTok. Oh God, <laughs> crazy one! Now, what's so funny is when I started working with you for that internship. Um, that was like one of the first times I'd heard of TikTok, and I think it had just—it was like 2019. Mm-hmm. So I think TikTok had like just started blowing up, mm. and like. You remember how we were in little, like, intern groups and mm-hmm. we did our projects and yeah. stuff? Me and the other interns were, oh, my God, TikTok, whatever, whatever. And it's just so crazy how, like, people get major label deals off TikTok. That, like, an entire career can live on TikTok. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that a non-negotiable? Like, you tell your artists, and I, I might know the answer to this based on what you said earlier, but would you say to most artists you're working with, like, hey, TikTok, we got to find a way to be on there?
2: I feel like when TikTok was, like, I know it's still booming. Uh-huh. Yes. But, again, I'm I'm very firm in the fact, like, I'm not going to force anyone to do something. Like, fans will see that you're being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. They could sense that. They could sense that. So, if you don't want to be active on TikTok, give me some content on YouTube and Instagram. You don't have to be active on Facebook, Twitter, but give me TikTok and YouTube, you know? I'm not asking you. There are so many platforms out there. TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Like, it is insane. So, I'm just like, give me your 110% on two out of the six platforms and... I'll be happy because... Mm-hmm. Like, find what
0: works for you. Type exactly. Thing going on yeah.
2: Because, mm-hmm. again, fans will see when you're just being forced to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok is h- huge, though, right now. Um, and we mm-hmm. get a lot of budget to support on TikTok. And it's... I mean, people are spending hours a day on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm pushing people. Um, but, again, if they don't want to do... I have a handful of artists that just, like, it doesn't work for them. And it's, it seems corny to them. It seems... But then I, if they... I, I do a few things where they're like, oh, it feels a little corny. I'll be like, look at how many musicians are on here. You could do this. You could do this, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll try it out. And they're like, you know what? That actually was really good. And I just got 500 followers overnight, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I don't let them just say no right away. I give them a few options. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, they're still like, Steph, it doesn't feel right. Then mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? We'll focus on something else.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of how it was with our team. Like, because mm-hmm. he was definitely pushing TikTok and I get it. Like, I do definitely do get it. And I, I think I tried different pockets, I just couldn't find my one that yeah. I was like, I really like this. I just felt... Everything felt forced to me. So, like, we kind of, like, was like, let's just really dial in Instagram. Yeah. And like, yeah. get that, like, solid. Yeah. So, um... But that was yeah, that was a tricky one for us, for sure. Yeah. We definitely got a lot of fights for that. And I, t- <laughs> I feel like
2: I told you this, too, though. Like, if Ryan doesn't want to be posting on TikTok, sometimes mm-hmm. what I do is if they're posting something on IG Reels or Instagram, I'll just download that video and i'll Mm -hmm. post it on their tiktok and Mm -hmm. that's just it's just cross promotion Mm -hmm. so you're not really going it you're not making new content for that platform but it's still existing somewhere else extra Mm -hmm. eyes are getting on it Mm -hmm. um so i cross promote on a lot of platforms
1: how often do you use stuff or like like that you learned in school like do you feel going to school is a very valuable thing for for what you do
2: um i feel like i learned a lot where I'm at and with my internships. Mm, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's a really tough question <laughs> because I mean, I've always worked really hard and like I've always enjoyed school. Mm-hmm. So, I do think it's benefited me now. Just like when like speaking in meetings or just like learning how to communicate and mm-hmm. even just like business writing and like I'm really good at copywriting. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure school has helped in that aspect. Um, maybe like when I got into my marketing classes, you know, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wanted to be doing. Um, but it's really, like, I think your first couple of jobs. Totally. And Like, I've, I'm still learning, and especially in this position, I started off as a coordinator where I was just helping assist the team. Mm-hmm. And now I became into this manager role, and I'm the only one on the call that's speaking on digital marketing and fan engagement. And I had so much anxiety. It was just like a band-aid that had to be ripped mm-hmm. off. And, like, mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. But Adam, shout out to Adam. He works at this label. Not anymore. But he always told me, like, just don't bullshit. People could mm-hmm. people know exactly when you're bullshitting. If you don't know something, be like, "You know what? I don't know the answer to that, but let me email you. I'll get back to you within the hour." Mm-hmm. Like people respect that that much more than you thinking you know something, yeah. saying it in a meeting and then it being actually complete sh- bullshit. Yeah. You Interesting. know, so.
1: Did you have to become a lot more just just firm and professional like did did you go through a phase cuz like for me <clears throat> You know, I, I definitely went through the phase where I was like, all right, cool. I'm the manager. And then we'd be in a meeting and I'd be like, oh, I don't know shit. Oh, my God. Uh, and now I think I'm in a more skillful, knowledgeable position to where when we have a meeting with someone or we talk to someone, I have that confidence. Yeah. And I and I know myself a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, did you go through that phase where you were like, oh, fuck, I'm Absolutely. so nervous? like?
2: And yeah. I think the comfort just comes with time. Like, I started off, like, in an entry-level position and I was surrounded by VPs and all these high Mm. higher up people and managers. And uh, of course I was quiet the first few brainstorms. And then like the thing where I'm at, people are so freaking kind and accepting like no idea is a stupid idea. They Mm. want the assistant speaking up everyone. It doesn't matter your title. Mm -hmm. So that's what made me very comfortable. Like, like I just have such a good team. Like I never felt stupid, but of course, like if you go into a big room and you have, the ceo like we have a a major label call weekly and Mm -hmm. like of course i i think that's normal to be a little nervous sometimes but again i just think that comes with growth and practice Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i think another thing too is that you got to realize that you're there for a reason Mm -hmm. they put you in that position for a reason you earned that position you know and so like i that was something that i had to had to face too i was like okay jacob like you're in this managerial role or like for my other day job i was doing i was like you put yourself in this role whatever whatever and you have to take pride in that and have confidence and say like i'm here to contribute and like you said like don't bullshit it Mm because i definitely went through that phase where i'd be like yeah ryan we should probably just uh blah 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 blah, blah." i'd go home and be like i don't even know if that was the right Mm -hmm. thing to say and now i'm not afraid to tell ryan i don't fucking know give me a day and let me research it and call steph and call people and let me let me get it figured out and i'll get you an answer you know it's just it's 10 times better because I think something that I focus on now, and I'm sure all of us, is, like, quality of work. Mm. Like, I want to do great quality work, and mm-hmm. especially in music. Like, you have to have quality stuff. That's that's the, the basis. Mm-hmm. Your shit has to be good, whether it's a social post or whether mm. it's a song or whatever. So that's something that I've, like, really, really grasped over the last year.
0: The music industry is a weird one because I feel like you definitely go through a lot of, like, people who have that front of, like, I I've worked with this person. I, I know what I'm talking about. I know like I know everything that you should know. Mm-hmm. But then, as a as an up and comer, you're like, okay, would I be dumb to not listen, or should I like trust my gut feeling and like you know what I'm saying? So like we've definitely gone through that a couple times. So it's interesting like when you're on the come up of like who do you really listen to? Because a lot of people
2: are there for the flex.
0: Are there for the yeah. flex? Yeah. But you, can't, do you see that too. Yeah. But you can't totally tell. See like because. Especially, like, in the R&B world, like, it's just, like, that's just, like, the vibe of, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, like, of being hard or whatever. So, it's, it's kind of tough yeah. to, like, decipher sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I told you this before. Like, stick with your gut feeling. Yeah. And just take what people have to say. Like, I always ask questions and hear out what people have to say and their advice. But then, like, then sit in the room on your by yourself and be like, is this what I really want? Like, was this, mm-hmm. was this true? Was, was he being genuine? Um, I think that gut feeling will... Take you far,
1: yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. definitely. Without giving too much away, what's one of your favorite projects you've ever worked on?
2: Ooh, um, well, I'll just, I'll just say it. Okay, Rufus to Soul. I've been obsessed with the band since, since I was in high school. Uh uh-huh. um, And we had the big label party, and they came and they performed, and I was just like hanging out with them, <laughs> uh-huh. playing ping pong, drinking with them, and I was nice. like high school stuff is freaking out. <laughs> like how amazing that this yeah. is my job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're just normal people. Like, mm, yeah. you know, um, so Rufus to Soul just because I'm huge fans. Um, and I also work on artists now who I used to, I used to be a college rep. So um, like you would just like post about like new music and artists on your mm-hmm. socials. And he was one of them. And now I'm working. Now we're both s- technically signed to a, major label and i'm working with him again and it was like i kind of came full circle on that wow um so that's that's, a, that's pretty cool yeah
1: wow mm-hmm. nice that's that that is so cool i had a similar thing where um you know allison hagendorf from spotify
2: i feel like i've heard that name
1: yeah i think i think she's the head of rock or global head of rock, or she does something name. yeah yeah but um i had been like following her for a long time on instagram and like just I was like, this this woman works the coolest role ever, mm-hmm. and like, every, like all the interviews and stuff. Like, I, I I'm a big fan of her, and I watched a lot of stuff of hers. And then I went and like one of my first couple weeks at the internship where you work, I got a list of people that we were sending out a new record to that was about to drop from one of our artists, and she was on there. Mm-hmm. And I got to like put together this little care package with her name and like stamp it and like and go mail it out. I was like, dude, that is so crazy, cool, isn't you isn't know? It? Yeah. And may and hopefully, I'm pretty sure one day I'll be able to meet her and like I don't know if I'll say this whole story you know but, oh, but you
2: should though and yeah. absolutely you will yeah yeah
1: and I just think like full circle like I just I was like wow for like two years I've been following this woman who's like kick ass and she's mm-hmm. so dope and like I'm a, I'm a fan of hers and then I just like got to do this little thing oh my gosh you know so that was that was kind of my first time in music where I went okay
0: like,
1: okay this, is, cool. this, is, yeah. this <laughs> is this is really cool yeah. <laughs> you know yeah what is um what is one Piece of advice right now that you could give to upcoming artists who are trying to build a good brand on social media Mm. or uh, Instagram. Just give one platform, or or, or to make it easier.
2: I feel like I've already mentioned this, but just like the authenticity, Mm -hmm. like it's stay consistency and authenticity. Like keep your fans engaged, so Mm. you want to be consistent, but then be true to yourself. Like if you're like silly and you have a sense of humor, like bring that out as well. Mm -hmm. Like don't let you, you need to find a team that you trust, but don't let too many people influence, like, no, you have to be posting this, this, and this, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Um, Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's uh, that was pretty much it. What, like, what are your thoughts on, like, um? let's say, you know, some posts get uh, a little more engagement than others. Now, do you take those less engaged posts and, and say, like, we're not posting that again because it got less love, so you need to do more of this? Or you kind of, like, let the artist still be, like, a leader in a, in a fa- like in a way and just kind of, like, do what they want to do, but tweak like little things like like how do you kind of go about that so
2: yeah we'll bring it up be like hey um like these types of photos do a lot better than these types of photos like Mm -hmm. maybe throw in a few more of these Mm -hmm. but the thing about socials, like you want a good mix like Mm -hmm. okay a shirtless selfie of course you're gonna get a lot more likes than Mm -hmm. i don't know like you with your family you know like it's so different so we'll be like of course yeah we'll be doing analysis and be like look at you got this engagement on this post more of this because at the end of the day, we want a higher engagement. Mm-hmm. We want a higher following. This is what your audience likes, so give them more of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how so? How important is that? Like the audience uh, perception and the engagement. You know, because th- one thing that, like I try to drive to away to Ryan and Sticks is I'm like, yes, we should do what we want. Yes, you should be a leader. Yes, we should post what we want. But at the same time, if a bunch of times in a row, the audience has showed us that they favor this more than this. Mm. We should go in this direction a little bit more. You know, is that kind of something that's like true? Like should artists follow that? Or is it just kind of like, I don't care if the audience doesn't like it. Like I'm going to do what I want.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you need to give your audience what what they're asking. So absolutely. Like if they're, if they're leading towards these types of posts, you should be doing more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, again, like, of course, social following is important and, like, uh, engagement rate is falling. But at the end of the day, the music industry, like, how does that then turn into streams? How does that turn into dollar signs? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, how can, are they watching your YouTube music videos? Are they going on your Spotify? Does this Instagram following spill over to mm-hmm. these DSPs where that's eventually where the artist is making their money? Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that's really interesting because like even even me on this conversation i'm I'm like social media social media social media but the question is like how does this turn into money how does this turn into streams you know so
2: like so yeah your fans are so important but that's why you need to stay engaged and be thanking them and you know just being consistent on social so then they're like you know what i really love ryan so next time he releases merch i'm buying that absolutely Mm -hmm. so Mm You yeah. have to have a fan base to eventually make money and for mm-hmm. people yeah. to go to your shows. So mm-hmm. it all starts with the fans, which then turns into the money,
0: for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: That's a good one.
1: Anything else while we're on social before I socials kind of?
0: Mm, no, nah, I think we covered
1: like the main stuff. Yeah. <laughs> artist <laughs> let's, oh, let's, let's okay. Artist development. Let's 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 talk artist development because. Um, one thing that sticks for our creative director drives home for us is artist development. Ryan, you need to be singing, you need to be in writing sessions, you need mm-hmm. to be well Sticks is our choreographer too and he's a beast he's like we should be choreographing you should be practicing all of the things that make up you as an artist you should become a better artist you know and I you know do, is that something for the upcoming artists on on your roster like do you guys drive that away or or I'm sure A&R kind of that's mostly t- yeah. yeah
2: A&R and we have like artist development mm-hmm. department that yeah. handles that but I think it's so important to I, I know we're done talking about socials really yeah, but okay. like There are so many artists that can come across as influencers. At the end of the day, you don't want to be a fucking influencer. You want to stay true to your songwriting and Mm -hmm. your um, music process. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't lose that. Don't get Mm -hmm. sucked into the socials. Like, all of a sudden, you're seeing all these followers. Like, stay, like, don't... That's why, like, the whole signing people from TikTok. Yeah. Their artist development has to really come to play. To do that transition from a TikTok influencer who had one song that went viral to a very taken seriously artist. That's, that's
0: I think that's the tricky part, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not becoming too much of an influencer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And making sure you're known as like an artist on the come up. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I hear like a lot of people who are saying like, you know, come up as an influencer, get your following and then they'll listen to music but it's like are they really going to take your music seriously because they, they like you for this mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying instead of like it
2: is hard mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
0: unless you're like like amazingly amazingly good like then i don't know but that i think that's like a, a tricky thing especially nowadays with socials
2: absolutely i agree
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and so when these artists when A&R anr and the development team is developing them do you notice like how they portray themselves and what they do on social media kind of changes like do you ever go like oh my gosh I just saw this artist over the last eight months work with A&R and now, like, they're putting stuff out on social and, like, damn, they look like a beast. They look like an artist.
2: Yeah, and it's not just socials, but it's the type of music they're releasing and mm-hmm. how they come across in interviews and the mm-hmm. colors we're using for the cover art, like, are things being consistent? Like, how... It's... Absolutely. It comes mm-hmm. across on socials and, again, like, what they're saying in interviews and just, like, them as a being, like... Their website, does that reflect, like, who they are and, you know... Mm-hmm. um So, there's a lot of aspects that it hits. So, you want everything to be on brand. You can't have a website that's all these primary colors. Uh, You know, like, Mm, you have mm -hmm, to stay consistent to, like, the vibe. Like, what what are you, like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, What? What are, I know I keep bringing it back to the colors, which sounds so silly because I'm blanking, but... I mean like, yeah <laughs> like it's it's so difficult, and like that's not even my department, yeah, but it yeah. doesn't just hit socials, it literally just hits like how they portray themselves as an artist, like the whole how brand, they interact huh? the whole that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> brand, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, man, you know, I think that it's so easy. Because I'm always talking to like up and coming artists, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy for, for an upcoming artist to get fixated on like one thing to where they're like, okay, I got to focus on building this brand. And I'm like, when was the last time you like wrote a song? They're like, oh, it's been a couple months. And it's like, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's everything. So for, for the artists that you're working with, you know, um, and for people listening, what do you have to say about building a team and building a great team?
2: Like finding people that you trust, Mm -hmm. because eventually you're gonna reach a caliber where you can't be on every call. You can't. You have to trust your team Mm -hmm. that they're looking out for you. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna
0: like deliver, huh? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So
2: you're gonna be writing your music. You're gonna be doing you, and Jake like has the approval to be like, you know what? We're gonna do that activation. Yes, he could do this interview. Mm -hmm. Yes, his calendar is clear. So just like finding people that you trust. So then, just that like workload isn't completely on you like you are giving people the okay to kind of speak on your behalf and make Mm -hmm. plans on your behalf so it's just like finding your people essentially
1: got you okay we're gonna transition we're gonna talk about some personal stuff okay because i feel like you got a you got a lot of good stuff to give so what is what are some traits that people should acquire students whatever anyone who wants to build a good professional career. Like for me, I'll always tell people, like I think confidence is number one. You got to have confidence, but without that, but, but the foundation of confidence is actually having like good, valuable stuff to give or having real concrete experience, whatever. So like, what are some traits that you think, if someone wants to develop a professional career in music or whatever, what are some traits they should have?
2: Absolutely number one, I think for me is just like, Mm hardworking you have to put in the time like there's going to be time like nights that you're up all night trying to research this do this so Mm -hmm. it's absolutely the hard work um oh my gosh i had a single one in my head and it just blinked you were saying confidence confidence yes oh here we go being i feel like i'm where i am at especially at the age i'm at like i'm in a pretty good level i would think i'm very like helpful like i don't just do my job if someone needs help and i see it i'm gonna go help you Mm -hmm. you know you have to be a team player Mm -hmm. even if that's not my department if you need help i got you Mm -hmm. and that's why people are you know what steph next time you need help i got you you know so and just being kind like i feel like this industry can get a little bit cutthroat. so just Mm -hmm. like surround yourself by with good people hard working Mm -hmm. genuine and you'll be good
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah. hard to find people with all those things. You know? I know, I know. Yeah. That's
2: why. I mean, I'm going to stay, stay true to myself and try to keep finding that. But of course, you're going to find people that are complete assholes. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. But guess what? This industry is very, very small. So yeah. do not burn bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them with kindness. You don't have to be friends with them. Keep it professional. Mm-hmm. Be professional. Don't say stupid shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. we had um, <clears throat> one of our good friends, Tony. He was on, I think, the last episode we dropped... And he's the production manager for a booking agency. And he was like, you know, guys, sometimes there's politics and you might sit down with someone you don't like Mm -hmm. and you got to do work with them. That's that's what it is. And you just be nice. You be cordial. You be kind. You do the project. You're done. And that's it. And there you're not you going to like every single person that you work with. Mm-hmm. And that really hit, like, home for me because I'm, like, a real, like, buddy-buddy type guy. Well, I was. <laughs> I always wanted to be like, oh, we're going to work on a team together. We got to be cool. Okay, cool. Like, let's be friends, whatever, whatever. Because it's like I never wanted to kill the vibe. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, if you really want to get shit done and be serious about things, sometimes you just got to... Put on your professional face. If you don't like someone, whatever, you say, hey, let's get this done. Do this for the greater good of the team. End of story. Peace
2: out. Absolutely. <laughs> you move know? on. And guess what? You held what you were really thinking in your head. In your yep. head. And guess what? You will have more projects with them future, in the future. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So absolutely stay professional. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> biggest lesson you've learned in your professional oh,
2: career? Oh, gosh. Biggest lesson. That's such a hard one. Um, biggest lesson I've learned. Mm. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I'm blanking. You guys answer. Like what? Like, what would you guys say? Wow. I'm
1: I don't even. Spending know. The, it
2: back to you guys.
1: The interviewee has become the yeah. interviewer. <laughs> <Okay> guys, you,
2: <laughs> tell, you guys tell me.
0: Um, biggest lesson I've learned is um, I don't know shit.
2: So just continuing just yeah, to yeah, just learn. being a
0: student always. You know what I mean? Because um, I think that <laughs> when people get comfortable, I've, I've realized this about myself. Like when you get comfortable you know, things start to decay for you. Because you're either going up or, like, you're going down. So mm-hmm. it's, like, if you just always stay a student and humble and realize, like, you really don't know anything. Like, this is a big industry. Like, the music is just so complicated. Like, there's so much to learn. Like, I think there's just, like, inevitable growth, like, forever if you just, like,
1: have that student attitude. So that's what I learned. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Biggest lesson I've learned. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm sure there will be plenty more big lessons. But to To be just completely transparent and honest with people, mm. even, if, even if it's at the expense of their feelings. Mm. At, because mm-hmm. sometimes there's going to be something that you could say that's going to be for the greater good of the team yeah. or the project, but if you're afraid to hurt so-and-so's feelings or you're afraid to step on this person's toes, um, I just don't think that that is a winner's mentality. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that that's how you be a leader. And... I think you should always be professional and cordial, but if someone's wrong about something and you 100% know that hey, based on this data or based on this project or based on what the goal is, this is what we should do, then you need to speak up about that. Cuz I think there there have been a lot of times where like I said, I always wanted to be buddy buddy with everybody, and I'd be working on teams in school or whatever, or I'd be working with Ryan and I'd be afraid to like voice my opinion. And what that does is it kind of beats down on your own confidence and it beats down on you as a person. And then you just, Mm. it kind of snowballs. You become more and more afraid because you never stood up for yourself. You never were completely honest with people and told them what was on your mind. And so, and I think confidence and growth comes with that. So like for me, I... I was afraid. I was kind of timid. I, I'm a very, I'm an extroverted social guy, but I was always afraid to speak my mind. But as I began to do that, I noticed that I actually would weed out all these bad relationships because mm. I was honest with people. Yeah. So like all this negativity in these bad relationships actually like left my life. And what stood were the good friendships and relationships, professional relationships of people who were actually willing to have honest discussions with yeah. me. And, um, Yeah. Having meetings with labels, having meetings with directors or whoever it is. Like the one thing I say now is I just want to be completely transparent and Mm -hmm. it's my day job. Like, so me and Kyle are in business together right Mm -hmm. now. That's what I do for my day job. And like, I'm working with clients every day and this isn't in music, right? This is totally outside Mm -hmm. of music. But, um, talking to different clients every single day like at the beginning of the discussion hey I'm Jacob Moore pleasure to meet you blah blah okay I'm just gonna be completely transparent with you and tell you guys like Mm -hmm. how this goes you know
0: and and I think as a team like we got really good at that like cause me and him especially like sometimes we'll get into it like over like you know the business side of stuff Mm -hmm. but I think we got really good at like separating the business and friends cause Mm -hmm. we're best friends first like since kindergarten so like we can be like at each other's faces not like in a professional way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah not yeah, not yeah. yelling at yeah, them. But, like, we'll be very, like, honest about what we think, like, it should be. Um, but then the next minute we'll be like, let's go to a party. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And awesome. people
2: will respect that, especially in this industry. Just say how you feel. Yeah. They say it back. Mm-hmm. Like, no need to dance around, you know. For sure. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah. But I feel like I can't go after what you guys, because those were such good lessons. <laughs> I guess, like, I haven't really experienced this too much. But as much as I'm saying be kind and be a team player, like, maybe don't let people walk all over you. Like, mm-hmm. don't let people take your kindness for almost like a weakness. I will help you, but don't cross me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So for sure. Probably it going? That.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it is, uh, I don't think people can realize sometimes that they're like taking advantage of you. They're like, oh, this person wants to help me. Okay, let's do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I know Stephanie will yeah. help
2: me do it. I know Steph will do it. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. Mm, like <laughs> it's, just
2: con-
0: it's convenient for the, the moment yeah. type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. I think another thing too I learned is like, Just don't take things so personal. That's a really,
2: uh really good one.
0: Especially, like, the honesty thing. Like, um, you know, if he's telling me, like, yo, you're fucking up here. Like, straight up. Realizing that's not a personal thing. That's just we're trying to build as a team. And I just have to, like, look at that and look at myself in the mirror and realize he's right. Yeah. I need to make a change on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a big one. I think a lot of people struggle with that i definitely still struggle that with still that still gets to me too. yeah i think yeah. we all somewhat struggle with it but just having that consciousness of knowing like mm-hmm. just being very self-aware mm-hmm. and, and knowing like what like if i genuinely look at myself in the mirror what am i what am i missing like what am i doing wrong that i know i should be improving on you mm-hmm. know i think that's a constant
1: battle you gotta yeah. have with yourself you know mm-hmm. absolutely bro well, guys, I think this has been a great episode. Hey, <laughs> Thank
2: you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. That was so fun. We
1: appreciate sure. you. Thank you very much, thank Steph. Thank you, guys. I want to say thank you to Stephanie Iwan for coming on and for always being willing to help us. You are so great. So awesome. Don't cross
2: me though. Remember, I'm just
1: kidding. I'm going to <laughs> help you too much, yeah. but <laughs> we appreciate it, Steph. Thank you. Um, are you cool with people reaching out to you, talking to you, following you and stuff like that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And my Instagram is at Stephanie Anna. I'm private. So just go ahead and maybe mm-hmm. I'll just make myself public now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, I'm famous dude, now, now. So let I me, mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's Stephanie Anna on Instagram okay. and then go ahead and DM me any questions and I've had people like reach out on LinkedIn, um, Stephanie Iwan. So um, reach out, I'm happy to answer any questions. Sweet,
1: cool. The fiftieth episode, hey. oh, just popped off. That was a great episode. That was a great episode. Thank you everybody for listening at J A C X B M O O R E. Still waiting to get at Jacob Moore. I'm still Damn. still waiting. There's some other bearded white guy with brown hair, <laughs> named Jacob Moore, oh, who yeah. has it. Yeah, I swear. At Ryan Ramirez official. Peace out in your mind
0: for you and I'm trying to decide from the look in your eyes, yeah, yeah. I mean my size, but your feelings inside you I'm sitting on my mind
1: and my spirit band.